Welcome to the Apprentice to CEO podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping to take your business idea and growing it into something you can be proud of. As with any job or trade, we start as apprentices, but with hard work and vision, we can grow into CEOs. Each podcast will come with worksheets and other links to valuable resources, so don't forget to check the show notes. I'd also like to thank BCIT and BC Campus for the grant that is making this podcast possible. This podcast and all the worksheets attached carry a CC by Creative Commons license, so feel free to use as much as you need. Let's get started. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the nuts and bolts of starting up your business. To be clear, the nuts and bolts we'll be discussing are going to be from a Canadian context and specifically from a context of British Columbia. So in this episode, we'll be talking about the choice of legal form for your business, how to go about registering your business, some of the insurance and bonding that you're going to need, and we'll talk about taxes. So let's get started with talking about the legal form of your business. There are three major considerations you need to make in your choice. Number one, your personal financial situation. Number two is the risk potential of the business. And number three is how many owners do you have at startup? So let's start and talk about sole proprietorship. What is it? Well, basically with a sole proprietorship, you are the business. There is no new legal entity formed. And an important thing to note here is that only one person can form a sole proprietorship. You cannot use it if there's more than one owner. Now, it has some characteristics of a separate entity. It often has a name, though it can be your own name. And it often has a separate bank account. In fact, many people would say that's probably a good way to go. And it can be treated as a business for tax purposes. Now, it does have its issues. Sole proprietorship is often hard to raise financing from investors because there's no legal entity for investors to own a part of. For example, like there's no shares of X-Inc. to sell because X-Inc. doesn't exist where a proprietorship form is used. Another issue is that there can only be one. There are no partners in a legal sense. Another issue, it might complicate getting some form of business insurance. Some business insurances might require you to be incorporated. It may also prevent you from bidding on some types of contracts, particularly government ones or larger ones. So when should you use a proprietorship? Basically, when you're in the early stage of a business and you want to see if a concept works while spending the minimum money and getting a mild tax break. Also, if you have no partners or investors involved and it's only just a one-person business, basically as a starter business and you want to just test out the waters. Next up is partnerships. What's a partnership? Well, it's individuals working together in a common business who choose not to use the corporation form. Now, this is very important. The legal form known as partnership is not necessarily the same as a business relationship known as a partnership. I'll dig a little more into this when we start talking about a corporation, but you can have a business partner in your corporation as well as a partnership. So when we're discussing partnership here, we're discussing the legal form of partnership. Now, partnership has its issues as well, much like a sole proprietorship. It has unlimited personal liability for the partnership business activities. Much like a sole proprietorship, it's awkward to obtain equity financing. And if you want to bring on another partner, say a second, third, fourth, fifth partner, you have to redo the entire partnership agreement when you add an investor. It also might prevent you from obtaining work from general contractors for tax reasons. Now, when you're dealing with a partnership and you've decided to go the partnership legal partnership route, it's strongly recommended that you have a lawyer draft up partnership agreement. This includes a description of the duties and responsibilities of each partner and how decisions are to be made and how the partnership will end. Let's discuss 
incorporation. Now, for most startups, provincial incorporation is advised. Provincial corporation means the company must be based and primarily operate within its province, in this case, British Columbia. So what is a corporation? It's a separate legal entity with its own identity, such as X Limited or X Incorporated. It can sign contracts, it can be sued, and the people that own the company are not personally liable for actions of the company. But, in practice, using a corporation doesn't block all personal liability for the owners of the corporation. As example, let's just say Creative Performances Incorporated has three partners and is incorporated. Each partner is a shareholder of Creative Performance Incorporated. So therefore, you would think there's no personal liability to the partners due to the actions of Creative Performances. That's a hard no. Any major trade creditor, for example, like a landlord, will make each partner sign a personal guarantee of Creative Performance Incorporated's contracts. As director of Creative Performance Incorporated, each partner is personally liable for any unpaid wages and taxes. Any lender to Creative Performances Incorporated will make each partner sign a personal guarantee of a loan, also known as co-signing the loan. So it does not protect you from all personal liability whatsoever. Now, when should you use a corporation form? If the startup will have more than one person involved as an owner, if you have investors, if you have multiple partners, And in a multiple owner situation, using corporation form is way easier to deal with than just using the partnership form. Another reason to use it is if you feel your business will be profitable quickly. You might need a corporation form to bid, or you might need a corporation form to get a business insurance. The big thing is, at this point of the game, you should be consulting with a lawyer. It costs probably now, as the time of this recording, it does cost $1,200 to incorporate, So you need to make sure if this is an investment that you really want to go ahead and make. But as always, seek legal counsel. Now let's talk about registering your business. How do you go ahead and register the new business with the government? Well, you need to name your company. You need to register the business as a legal entity. You need to register with the Canadian Revenue Agency. And within British Columbia, you need to register with WorkSafeBC. Now, when you're registering the name of your business, name selection and registration is part of the business registration process. And registration only protects the name of the business for registration purposes. If you want to protect the name of your business, you should probably register the name as a federal trademark. Registration of the name within the BC registry does not protect the name against copycats using that name in its business elsewhere across the country. So if you want to go ahead and protect that name and you don't want anybody else across the country using the same name that you have, you should probably consider a federal trademark. Now, registration of example here is as registration of Chadco Inc. with the BC registry does not protect me from copycats using Chadco Inc. as a business name in other provinces or using Chadco in their business activities. Registration is with the BC Corporate Registry, a provincial government agency, unless you choose to be federally incorporated. You have to register unless you're using a proprietorship form and you're using your legal name to do business. For example, you do business as, say, Chad Flynn, not Chad Flynn Electric or Chad Flynn Electrical Services. You have to register to carry on business in a municipality. You have to license with the safety authority to carry on a business within your trade, especially for those of you who are working in the trades. Now let's talk about the municipal business license. This allows you to undertake a type of business activity and it accounts for the zoning, building permits, bylaw enforcement. 
Municipal licensing and permits are a patchwork of rules and fees. So depending on what you're doing and in what municipality you're doing it in, check the website of the municipality that you are based in. There will be different laws and different rules for different municipalities. You do not want to get caught thinking that you're okay in one municipality and thinking that it's blanketed for all. Every municipality has its own set of rules. Make sure you do your due diligence to find that out. Now, what if your business operates in several municipalities? Let's say you have a consulting business based in Burnaby, but you work for clients in Surrey, Vancouver, New West Mission. Do you need to get multiple business licenses? The short answer is yes. Now, there's two different types of inter-municipal business licenses. There's a Fraser Valley license and a Metro West license. The Fraser Valley license covers the city of Abbotsford, city of Chilliwack, Corporation of Delta, District of Hope, District of Kent, city of Langley, Township of Langley, District of Maple Ridge, District of Mission, City of Pitt Meadows, and the City of Surrey. The intermunicipal business license for Metro West covers Burnaby, Corporation of Delta, City of New Westminster, City of Richmond, City of Surrey, City of Vancouver. Now both licenses are $250 each, so you can get both of them for about $500. Now let's talk about CRA registration. Registration can occur several ways, but the result is that the CRA, Canadian Revenue Agency, gives you a business number to identify your business. Now, you should apply for a business number if you're going to have employees or you estimate that you will have sales greater than $30,000 in the first year of operation or if you are using a corporate form. For most trades and businesses, it's a good idea to register for a business number right away. Now, you will also have to register with WorkSafeBC depending on the type of business you have. What it does is it's a protection versus employee for injuries on the job. Most employers are registered with WorkSafeBC. If your business has employees, it will have to register with WorkSafeBC. Now, if you have, you're a single owner of a business as a sole proprietor, you can get what's called personal optional protection with WorkSafeBC. The owner of a business can get the WorkSafe BC coverage for your own protection against injuries at work. Now, POP coverage often does not cover owners of incorporated businesses. Your business will have to go ahead and get its own WCB or WorkSafe BC um, registration. Now, for getting yourself registered with the CRA, with WorkSafe BC, and getting your incorporation and your business number, there is a one-stop shop. You can go to www.onestopshopbc.ca. Again, that's www.onestopbc.ca. Also, make sure that when you register with WorkSafe BC, that you go check out their small business courses, and I'll make sure that I link to a couple of the resources that they provide in the show notes. Let's talk about insurances. Now, some of the insurances that you should consider getting, and it really depends on the business, but you should talk to an insurance broker just much like you should talk to an accountant or a lawyer. The type of insurances to consider would be business property insurance, liability insurance, which protects others against your actions, workers' compensation or work safe, auto insurance, equipment insurance, life insurance, home-based business insurance, health and disability insurance, excessive liability insurance, and with that one, you might want to check with the contractor that you're working for or working with to determine any other specialized insurances you may need. Now, bonding. Let's talk about that. Bonding guarantees your work, and there's very there's different kinds. 
you need to do the research to make sure that you have the necessary bonding. It really depends, especially with those of you who are in the trades. Some trades require bonding, some don't. Now, there's many different kinds. They can be bought through a bond insurity company, but you can definitely go through your insurance corporation as well. Now, you, basically, bonding evaluates your three C's. It evaluates your character, your capacity, and your capital. So different types of bonds that are out there. There's a bid bond, which is basically a pre-qualifier to bid on larger contracts, letting the people know that you know, you've got the capital that can back up to make sure that you can do the work. A licensed bond guarantees that you'll perform the work, and that's one that is typically gotten by a trades business. So when you see a trades truck driving around that says they're licensed and bonded, it's generally a licensed bond that they have. A maintenance bond guarantees maintenance and materials after the work is complete. Payment bond guarantees that suppliers and subcontractors get paid. A performance bond guarantees the work will be completed as per the contract. Supply bonds guarantees that materials will meet the specifications for the contract. Now everybody's favorite topic. Let's talk about taxes. GST. GST account with the CRA. You have to have one. It adds credibility to your company and you must have one if you expect more than $30,000 a year in income. Now your payroll taxes, income tax, CPP, and EI, you are responsible to collect and remit this money from your employees. Do not use for anything else. And I've got in bold notes here, withhold and remit. Make sure that if you owe the CRA money, that that money goes directly to the CRA. They will come for it and you don't want to have that kind of situation on your hand. Now, when regards to the write-offs when we talk about taxes, your company will have to pay income tax for sure. Now there's personal income tax that you would have to pay through proprietorship and business partnerships. And then there's business. So what you can do is write off to help write offs help reduce the tax you pay. So some things you can write off vehicle, your after tax funds, the owning versus lease, reimbursement of use, home office expenses, reimbursement again of use. There are certain rules about proprietorship versus corporation. Some entertainment expenses you can write off some of your child's tuition and some medical expenses. But at the end of the day, what you need to do is to get yourself an accountant. Just like we discussed earlier in the day, earlier in the podcast about making sure you have a lawyer to discuss whether you should be a proprietor or a partner or a corporation, you need to talk to an accountant to figure out how this stuff is all going to work out. Now, it's always a good idea. And at this point, if you are in a corporation, you have to have an accountant anyways. But make sure that you have a good relationship with your accountant and make sure you also are getting a bookkeeper who's taking care of the daily day-to-day tasks of your, your business. All the debits and the credits, all the money that's going out and the money that's going in, that will be done through a bookkeeper. And then your bookkeeper will take all those receipts and all the, the ledger, as it's called, and pass that off to the accountant. Now, some accountants will do that as well. However, they do charge a premium price for that. So you can generally what happens is you'll get a bookkeeper who will do it for a lower price and they'll pass on the QuickBooks file or something, whatever accounting software you use up to the accountant. Now make sure that your bookkeeper and your accountant use the same accounting software. That's a big one. And so make sure when you talk to your accountant, you find out what type of software they require and it will make your bookkeeper's life way easier. So there you go. That's the nuts and bolts of what you need to get started in a Canadian business, specifically in a BC business. And there's lots to it. And much like we talked about last week, 
it all boils down to research. Do your research and you will be okay, but make sure you, again, discuss all of this with a lawyer and with an accountant. That will make your life way easier. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you in the next episode.